to the local earshot podcast we've got a double header this week because jonathan got sick yeah yeah uh, yeah well, actually we had to recently <laughs> i almost died no, I'm just well I, I didn't i didn't die I didn't listen to your doctors right. folks that's all we're gonna say that's all we've been saying so hey karmic debt is low on that one so uh we we actually had to reschedule you guys already uh Sinalize is in here with us eric uh with Sinalize is in here with us how you yeah. doing today buddy um, I'm doing pretty nervous. You look pretty. You look a little. Look a little. No, no need to be nervous, man. We got um, we got stuff that can help that if necessary. Um, it is a Saturday, so you know why not. So, thanks for being in. Uh, I know we had to reschedule. Um, uh, oh, that's so man, crazy. you guys are busy guys. Uh, so let's just. I'll, I'll, first, I'll introduce the band and then and give us a little background of where you guys came from and how you ended up in my living room here. Oh, so. <laughs> We are from Oklahoma City. Uh, so this new lineup we have, it's, um, it's a three-piece. Um, Jake Gale on drums vocals, Jesse Marin on bass and vocals, and I do guitar vocals. And um, it's, uh, yeah, we, we started, you know, usually like we started out in the garage and, and ever, as everything goes. And uh, we, it took a while for us to actually, like, finally get ready for a show well how long like around time frame when did you guys really get get uh, formed and said oh let's move forward with a with a band like oh i think i think our first show was like 2014 15 okay, okay. and then like before that we were just kind of we were just kind of dicking around and then just can i say that Sorry. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> say whatever you want man <laughs> we need to create a form man that just like it's what's like, crazy it's, is like, it's, like, it's like because you know you have release forms like we need to have a form that's just like you can say whatever you want just don't offend somebody too much you know it's like, it's this, like, this, this, this. what's crazy is like we'll have uh people that maybe have done the routine the song and dance before and they don't give a fuck and they know better and they're just like fuck this fuck that and it's like other people that are kind of new to it they're like what can we say what can't we say you can say anything you want and they're still real careful about it yeah. <laughs> oh yeah because like I'll, I'll let it like i'll let it slip like my like even like even talking with like my grandma like it'll still slip every now and then i'm just like oh oh my oh, yeah. my, my sister yells at me all the time because i have a little niece that's like two three years old i'm like she don't she don't hear me across the room she don't know what i'm saying oh, I, had she a, can't understand. I had a great moment with my grandma uh my grandpa passed away this year so i went and seen her after that and uh she was asking you know how are things you know how, what are you doing nowadays i said well i make drugs I didn't even I've I've said that so many times to people. It didn't even dawn on me. Oh, by the way, you're talking to your grandma, Dick. <laughs> she looked at me. She was just shocked. And I'm like, it's pharmaceutical drugs. You know the good stuff. <laughs> Double thumbs up. Nice. Happy smile face. <laughs> <laughs> the legal stuff. The ah, legal stuff. Love grandma. So you gotta love your grandma. So. Oh yeah. Anyway, so all right, so you guys, uh, you guys came together and had some chemistry. Decided we're going to move forward with this thing, and uh, how did it go from there? Yeah, we we went through like we went through like quite a bit of lineup changes. Me and Jesse have been the the core members, like like stayed with it since you know since now. Like, and uh, it's been it's been kind of like a like it's kind of hard to find musicians in Oklahoma. Yes, it was well we, Oklahoma City for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like it was really hard. Like, like we had we luckily we had help. Like before we found Jake, we had a, a guy named Justin that was coming in, and he was he was doing a really good job of filling in for us. And he he was really precise with everything. Like he was like he had everything down to a T. Like he's he gets into it. Like I wish I could be like that. Like he's as professional as professional. Can get. <laughs> and. uh it took a while, and we, and, uh, we found our, our drummer came up to one of our shows. We did a little show out in uh, Lake Thunderbird, and 
which was it was pretty fun. Other than like the gnats getting in your mouth and in your eyes, <laughs> they're the size of pigeons out there, oh man. Oh my god, it was <laughs> swallowed so many bugs. It's just like, Jesus Christ. You're just like <laughs> trying to get it out of your. Yeah, mouth. our new hit single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I look over and I see Jesse like he, he's doing the same thing, and like you get them in your eyes, they go everywhere, like up your nose. It's just like so gross. But like we we had uh, we had found. Uh, Jake had came up there. He wanted to go check out uh, one of our shows, and uh, I had met him that night. And he was really, he was really cool. He was really nice. He uh, showed up in his. Uh, we had, we had actually were right behind him and didn't know that. And he was kind of going a little slower than we were. We were, we were trying to head back because we had forgotten something at the house, and we live in a city. And so we were trying to haul ass there and then haul ass back. And then <laughs> he was in front of us. He was going a little slow. We were just like. Who the fuck is this? Who the way? <laughs> and uh, sure enough, yeah, it was him. But yeah, he was really, he was really nice, and um, he's a really good drummer. And we we clicked instantly. Like he's he's really good to to write with. We've gotten to recently write with him a lot. Like we haven't really gotten too far into it. But which tonight we're actually going to get together just to kind of get like some writing down. Cool. That way we have some new material just because it's been a little. Uh, it's been a while since we've had like new songs. Well, um, as far as the um, playing shows and through the backdrop of COVID, we actually started the show right in the fucking firestorm of COVID. So we were awesome. kind of saying the same thing, like, how's this going to go? And yeah. kind of reporting back on it. And like we were talking before, and now some of the, the venues are closed or changing management and everything. This is this big shuffle going on. How is... Um, how has that affected you guys trying to move forward? And then, honestly, when I saw it popped up, you guys nailed the Catfest gig. I thought, hey, maybe there's hope for Oklahoma yeah. rock and roll after all. So walk us through that. That's a really cool story, man. Yeah. Um, when COVID first hit, we we kind of backed off for a little bit, like a couple months. And then it's just like after a while, you're sitting and like, come home from work. And you're just, you're not like, you know, having like, you know, we, we weren't really rehearsing very much either. And it was just kind of, it was weird. It was really weird. I'm like, yeah. man, there's, there's nothing like being, uh, there's just stuff. Oh yeah. And we, we did have a tour that <laughs> we had a tour in January, January that was actually canceled. Well, that's one, one, uh, Gomez from, uh, Perseus shout out to those guys. Uh, he was, he would say the same thing. Like, you know, it's one thing if, if they can't put on a show, the venue can't put on a show, but now they're saying like, you can't even get in the same room with people. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, so it was very weird for a few months uh, to say the least, especially the smaller yeah. venue. It seemed like the bigger venues got away with it. I wonder why. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> and especially like when you get like new, like used to like the new like way of like it's just, I don't know like it's it's been it was it was weird. And so we we did a show. Uh, we did a couple shows at like some smaller venues, and um, I just it just it was hard to kind of get venues to to want to do shows because they they had to lower their capacity yeah, yeah so it was it was one of those things like um there not a lot of them were open but we ended up doing shows at like uh like audio shops and like just all these like different places just, it was really cool to kind of do that because you had people actually i had people show up like you had people show up more there than they would like at an actual venue it was it, weird it makes you wonder if maybe yeah. they sh they're able to do that in a body shop because they don't have the same rules yeah. as the venue does <laughs> <laughs> right? i mean <laughs> yeah like and it really helped because we we do we do have like really good friends of ours that like that helped us put that on like that, like especially at the audio shop you know it was uh friend of ours named Todd that helped us and uh we kind of it seemed like everything was kind of getting back in the swing of it like you know with other people doing shows and yeah we we, we did a couple of diamond shows and then the catfish show I was like man that's a that's a good gig and that came out of nowhere too they're <laughs> like hey it's kind of a last minute thing you want you guys want to be on the show and he had asked me I was like yeah episode like yeah and I, I was it was really kind of like like you think you'd be smiling? I was just like, "Oh shit!" Terrified? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, Cat Fest is like uh, when you hear the, when you hear the cat talk Cat Fest. That's like you just know yeah. it's that time of year. It's, that's an Oklahoma City thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's. 
I know they did away with it for a few years when they first brought it around in like the in the ye old days of the early aughts. <laughs> but, uh, uh, ever since they brought it back, it seems like the lineup has always been pretty fucking good, man. So yeah. to to get that kind of exposure, man, uh, I'd probably shit my pants honestly <laughs> in front of that kind of crowd. I have right. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, I was really. I don't even think I like. I ate even before the show. I was like, I didn't want to like throw it up. Like, I have a knack for like doing that every now and then. I'll just get too nervous. It's like, oh my god, my stomach hurts. Well, and, uh, okay, so you played that gig and and uh, how how'd that go? I mean, <laughs> it was prior to it. Like, uh, I feel like that. Like the nervousness kind of gets to me. Like. Before, like before the show, like it, it really like kind of like eats at me. Were you were any concerns on like? Because um, one of my main things as a guitar player that hit me, and it it hit me immediately as soon as I heard the difference. I was like, oh, I got to change my game. Was playing outdoor versus an indoor venue? Yeah. How was that? Trying to get the mix right on that? Or do you have people for that? I mean, uh, <laughs> luckily, with like like Zoo Amp and like even with like Diamond, like they they take care of you pretty well. But like other like like other out outdoor shows, like it is hard to like kind of because you do have like a lot of like weird feedback mm-hmm. and everything. And it's just it, and you can't really. I feel like you, like your your sound just kind of drowns out like when you're trying to hear yourself. And uh, yeah, I definitely feel like there's a there's a like a bit of a difference. But it was uh, I definitely gotten more used to. It. Like, I kind of like doing outdoor shows a little bit now. Yeah, like it, it's a lot more. Like a lot more fun. Everyone's a lot more relaxed, a little more spread out. No one's, you know, feels like they're, I don't know, I guess too close to each other nowadays. I don't know, man. I went to, I didn't get a chance to do the Cat Fest. I got to go to the one before that, the Shinedown show. Oh, yeah. And uh, that place oh, was God. fucking packed. Yeah. That was and packed. I, and I went to Louder Than Life and. Yeah, he showed me a picture. That was, that was extremely, uh, extremely packed. 8,600? That's capacity. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be. It's not. What's the. Oh wow! I didn't even know it was that big. Damn! I would not want to be there when it's at capacity. No, I, I went to Louder Than Life in Kentucky, and oh, there was nice. like, I mean, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people out there that that, that they were count it to was the horizon. Nuts, man! What the fuck? That shit was amazing, but it was it was crazy. Uh, there was actually <laughs> uh, there's a band there that that played. Um, we were talking about it um, whenever I came back on uh, Spirit Box. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and she and she like she apparently like last year they started playing music in like her closet, and she was telling the story about how she got picked up. She's like, man, like if we didn't get all those like views on on Spotify, she's like, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And it was because like apparently a bunch of people just picked up this band and just like and they ended up on one of the main stages. That makes me uh, feel good. Yeah, it it can still happen. God damn it, yeah. it can still happen. <laughs> it's like hitting the lottery, but god damn it, it can still happen. <laughs> So uh, where do you go from here, guys? I mean, I know you got the you got a gig coming up uh, in January, but are you guys going to uh, branch off and uh, or can you talk upcoming plans? I don't know what the deal is here. We do have a uh, we have an up and coming tour in March. We're doing, um, and that's I think we're still trying to get some more dates, but I think it's about like was it a couple of weeks, almost almost a month. Oh, okay. I think, I think, so it'll be that'll be exciting. We have to go to places like uh, like. Colorado, New Mexico, and go back to Texas again. I like kind going of those, to Texas, like Southwest region. Yeah, okay. yeah. And hopefully, you know, get to branch out a little more because it's it's always good to like go in the you know new markets. Yeah, yeah. That's business, you know. I mean, that's just, just the fine line of trying to grow a business and yeah. and still be able to eat at night. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it, it's been a while since we we've, we've you know since Sinalize has been to Texas. You know, so it's it'll be good to go back there again. Like, I think it's been about like a, over a year. Oh wow! Yeah, it's been a while. Have so. you seen any difference with the with the COVID background of everything? Is it starting to uh, open up more, or is it? Uh, um, my I, opinion on, on let's just put mine out there first is that I, I've seen a great mig- migration. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see like, are we on the verge of another Seattle scene or LA scene, or oh, whatever yeah. scene? Because like, everybody's been shuffled around so much. Eventually, some musicians are going to link up and. Something's gonna yeah. pop off. I would hope it would be here in Oklahoma City or probably Tulsa, more likely. But yeah, we definitely need it. We're like we're kind of like a flyover state. Seems yeah, like like all the, all the cool shows, like like you know, like Romstein and all like they always go to like Texas. 
or uh, like other states other than Oklahoma. Every now like, and then we'll catch them coming up, and they'll uh, but they always play the arena, whatever yeah. it's called now, a Paycom Center now, yeah. Chesapeake Ford Center, I, I, whatever yeah. it is. I always remember it as a Ford Center, <laughs> <laughs> Thunderdome, exactly, <laughs> Convention Center. <I> guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, play us. Uh, let's let's go into a song, man, or a couple, whatever. Um, what is what? If you were to introduce yourself to the the Oklahoma audience that might not have heard you, what would you play for them? Um, I really because one of my uh, at least favorite songs to play is is definitely uh, Mad Hatter. Okay. okay, and so that's 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 one uh, I really like to do. <laughs>
That was Mad Hatter? Yeah, yeah. Sign of Lies. When was that one put out? Or what was... Uh... I believe 2019. Um, we'll put this up on the on the Instagram page too. I oh, appreciate so, that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was when we were a four piece and we had a, uh, we had a vocalist at the time and, uh, that little, uh, little keyboard part you hear in there, that was, uh, we had heard the guy who, who, uh, who did the recordings, who recorded us. He was, he was kind of messing around on the piano a little bit and we we're just like, can you put that in like one of our songs? <laughs> Well, and when it comes to bringing a, a the dirty little secret of the rock and roll world, I think is to really encapsulate a good tune and bring yeah. it to a big stage. You almost have to have a piano back there. Oh, Ozzy yeah. has a fucking piano player. If Ozzy has to do it, I think <laughs> everybody probably has to, even if they keep him behind a curtain in the back. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and but like when we do it, uh, when we do it live, we just we just kind of acapella. It. We just basically just do the harmonies and just nothing else in the background, which. It took us kind of a little bit to to kind of get that down because you know we're we're still learning as you know yeah. vocalists to try to. Well, that's not a good uh, as far as just the production. It's not like it really filled up the filled up the room, so to speak. And that's a that's a hard thing to to nail down sometimes out of a studio board, you know. Oh yeah. But uh, no, that was cool, man. I liked it. So so uh, I'll dig I, I'll dig a little bit for guitar players. I know they hate to. Uh, dish out their secrets and their tone but i have to ask so what's uh <laughs> what's your rig like man what are you running uh so i use the uh i use black star heads uh two pads i like the ht metal 100 that's like one of my it's it's like for distorted tone it's i, I like it and it's and there doesn't there's a lot of whole a lot of knobs on it so it's like it's i don't like messing with tone for too long i get kind of antsy and I'm like all right i'm gonna move yeah. on to something else and uh but the only thing i will say about like those amps like the the clean tone it's like um doesn't have like a whole lot of uh like a whole lot of knobs on it to like equalize it out like there's like a treble and a volume i think a a mid which is well, no a treble and a bass but there's no mid hmm. so like i think live it sounds you know it sounds a little distorted which i don't mind um so i use that and i'll have a a, a mesa cab with it as well I, I, I like mesa what kind of guitar you like or, or your preference anyways uh i like jackson jackson or like i, I do like uh fender as well like oh, yeah. uh, i don't know like i i have a preference but I, i'll play on any guitar like like i like like that firebird you were showing me earlier yeah, yeah. that gibson that was really nice like i i love the color, the the neck through everything, like it's it's even the action. Like they're, I was saying earlier, unique. I, that's why I say I love it. But at the other times, <laughs> I'll put it down and I I won't even think to pick it up. It's just, but it, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's got its own thing though. I just can't bring myself to get rid of it. That's that's how I feel about my my Fender. I have a Fender uh, Telecaster at home, and I, I really like playing it. But like live there's a it just doesn't get there quite or for, for like a, uh, y'all's brand of rock and roll i'd imagine it'd be hard to to get a single coil to tone up yeah i feel like like if you have your like if you're playing through like emgs like i i mainly use emgs uh pickup wise and i feel like when i set my guitar tone like to like emg settings like it, it sounds way different when you, when you have like seymour's mm -hmm. seymour duncan's mm -hmm. and you're playing like that so it's like uh, you'll definitely hear it kind of drowned out a little bit, which, I mean, honestly, all I can do, I mean, what I can usually do is just kind of change up the knobs a little bit. Just kind of If I have to make a confession, um, being a guitar player that really got going in the late 90s, I don't like EMGs. <laughs> There's a lot of people I talk to uh, that don't like them. Everybody, <laughs> that was the rage back in the day, man. Everybody, I'm like, I don't like them. <laughs> but hey, you know, that's me. Uh, but I try to do the Seymour Duncan. I, I, I like the passive uh, pickup yeah. route, especially like the more I started to try to have to or learn to have to play country music, um, and I got into the Telecaster. And ever since then, I've been hooked. I'm used to just be a Les Paul Marshall guy, and now I'm Fender almost exclusively. I still have my old <laughs> my old guitars, but I'm, it's mostly just the Telecasters and the Strat. You know? Oh yeah, you got to keep, especially if they're Gibson. You got to keep them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't stop people from trying to under. Like, I'll give you uh, oh, yeah, four hundred dollars for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three fifty? No, three fifty. <laughs> so what, uh, Jackson's? Uh, what do you? 
do you have uh well you run uh, jackson has runs the gamut for the guitars they got flying v's and all kinds of weird shit so and normal looking stuff too for that matter i have a uh a, one of my ones I, I really like to play live is a uh, it's a green like jackson soloist it's like a it's a really bright lime green like it shoots out especially when led lights hit it like on stage it it, it could like change it almost looks like it changes yellow or, or what it's really cool but um i use that and the um i've never been able to find uh, a jackson like it like like that one in particular i ended up trading like three guitars for it and it was well worth it and it was uh it had a has emgs in it and it's man it's a it's really it's really good to play like uh at home i kind of like the uh I kind of like the Gibson body style. It's a little more comfortable, mm-hmm. but live playing that one, it's it's really fun. See, I've I've had Gibs or uh, I've had Jacksons in the past, but I think the only ones I had were the Flying V style. And I mean, I, I never really got into them, but I know that in the especially like more your like metal world, mm-hmm. those those King Vs are you know, yeah par for the course. It seems like in a lot of cases, it's hard to get them set up on stands yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I just with Flying Vs, I like the I like the uh, or I prefer the uh, traditional 50s Carina style. Oh, yeah. But they look so cool, but they are the most uncomfortable fucking things. You might, I might as well get up there with a 2x4 with a pickup on it. I'd have probably better luck than a it's flying just, V. Especially when you're sitting down, it's like it's all cocked up. Like, how do they look so cool doing it? And I look like this. I just look like I look. God damn it. <laughs> Some people can just pull it off, I guess. I uh I actually I still have a a, a Rhodes V and um man they're they're really cool to play on but uh it has a uh, it's been kind of customized a, a friend of ours it's, he's really good with uh with guitar work in general like he knows how to you know he actually knows how to create a guitar so it's his name is uh Dave Ward Dave Ward He's been uh He's pretty much been working on like anytime I have any problems with my guitars, I take it up to him because I don't really want to go up to anywhere else. It's we like know a guy here in Oklahoma that's been on the show that builds guitars. Have you heard of Kaiser? Jeremy Kaiser? I heard of K- yeah, Kaiser, yeah. Yeah, he's got some pretty cool things going on over there. I'd like to go over to a shop and check it out. I haven't seen um, a lot of. I haven't gotten to really see his guitars, but I've, I've just I've only heard the name through other people kind of mentioning oh, man. it. Man, he he brought a few up here, and another guy we had on uh, Ron Ramsey with us. Uh, oh yeah, what's the name of their <laughs> Ron. band. Uh, Among the missing. Among the missing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he turned us on to him, and that dude. Well, I mean, that dude. Forget it. Like he's he's in a whole nother level, but. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he is hilarious to talk to off stage too. If you ever get a chance to, oh yeah, he's, he oh did yeah, the, yeah, no, he did. You can yeah. so spot his, you can <laughs> spot his laugh yes. like a mile away. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but he came in and I swear he cracked a joke and laughed, and I I thought he was <laughs> fucking with us. I was like, this guy, he's a good one, and then it kept going. I'm like, all right, I guess that's just who he is. <laughs> all right, that's cool with me. Let's do this shit. <laughs> But yeah, shout out to Ron Ramsey, man. I'd like to have him back on, see how his his year has gone. It seemed like the people we had on this year have all had some pretty good years. I'm glad COVID is coming to an end, or yeah, at least yeah. at least um, people are uh, protected enough to feel confident to go out and see a show. Yeah, it's it's been kind of a like a weird growing pain. Yeah, like people going back out to shows, but yeah, he's. He's he's definitely a character to talk to. Oh, he's, he's and his skill is next level. Yeah, right? yeah, mean, he's he's he 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 played some shit and he sent it to us and it was just like I'm like he's like yeah uh, he's like it took me a couple hours to learn this lick. It's like Marty Friedman. I don't know fucking what it was. I'm just like really I've been playing for <laughs> yeah. 20 years and haven't copped a Marty Friedman lick. So oh yeah, best to you, buddy. Let's <laughs> say Marty Friedman. Marty Friedman's really good. <laughs> The kid's so large. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, uh, on that note, like uh, influences as far as like, because um, I ask this to guitar players especially because um, in my in my mind I have different influences mm-hmm. for songwriting and how to structure a song, and then I have different influences for actual just guitar players. Yeah. You know? So like, what are some of the people that have really you latched onto coming up? Uh, like. John Five, I I really liked, and I really liked his attitude towards everything. Like he's very he's literally the nicest guy in rock yes. and roll. He has to be. Yeah, we got to we we had a privilege to open up for 
for them. He was oh, yeah. he was he had his little uh his his solo band. He had came by, and then it was uh Jared James uh, Eccles, Nichols Nichols yeah, yeah, Nichols. Yeah. I see him. Yeah, <laughs> he was really nice too. Um, but John Five, uh, his he was mainly he was a big influence. Uh, Jim Root from uh, mm-hmm. Slipknot, mm-hmm. Darren Malakian from System of a Down. Uh, I really liked his guitar playing. Um, Mick Mars. For sure. Yeah. I, I, Mick Mars was, was it, and I like, cause he wasn't as like, he wasn't like all the other like eighties musicians all the time. He was, he was kind of um, was a sleeper cell kind of. Yeah. And he was, he was really in the pocket. Didn't like, you know, jerk off all over the song. Like yeah. he was really like, he, he knew what to do. Yeah. Like, well, and he comes with the blues background and uh, that's, yeah. I come from the uh, started. My dad got me into music with country music, and then blues, and then rock, and then I was on my own terror with metal. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got to see Motley Crue uh, first time in '99. They didn't have Tommy Lee. Second time in '04 was their big Red White and Crew reunion thing, oh, yeah. and then on their fair, quote unquote farewell tour in '13. And Mick Mars is like a fucking boat anchor. I mean, yeah. uh, in in '99 he was a lot more active, able to walk around, and then in '04 he got real real bad shape before the reunion, and like he couldn't move. He yeah, was, he, he was, was. It looked like a guy in a back brace, you know. How they walked just real stiff, but he'd just go over to his corner of the stage, and it's yeah. like his his hands and forearm <laughs> yeah. would move, and nothing else. And but he never missed. And I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, he's really good. Have you ever got to check out his? Uh, he has an Ernie Ball interview he did with them. It was yeah, really- yeah, yeah. I really like those because they like they got him. Um, uh, there's a lot of other musicians like Dustin Kensrue from. I think Thrice. they got uh, Darren Malakian too. Didn't yeah, they on that one. Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, he's yeah. another one. I, I like Jerry Cantrell. Um, I'm trying to think. There's there's so many. Like I, I always go blank when asked this question for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Michael Sweet's pretty good from Striper. He's so, really, he's. They were actually the most professional band like when it came to sound check that i saw like they knew what decibels needed like striper <laughs> they knew every little detail about how their sound should be that was like the most like professional sound check i've ever seen their harmonies were really like spot on whenever they were going through their running through their couple songs before they you know <laughs> they were really they were really good uh well Adam, my I, it's 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 interesting to hear because um i'm Going on thirty seven this next year, and you say you tell me you're twenty two. So you yeah. you were born like in the mi- middle of a of a new metal, the scene, a new scene that yeah ninety nine. So <laughs> like I was I was a real young when grunge early nineties that was the thing, and it's kind of like my first introduction to rock music because it was everywhere. So yeah. uh, my influences are kind of from that era, and then like my biggest is probably Slash and and uh, David Gilmore. Um, from, you know that era but it's interesting to hear that uh, the younger guys are they're influenced by the guys that the new metal guys yeah. so um but it's it's funny that almost it, it was it kind of became uncool to play guitar solos in that era and yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 the riff development during that time really came on and then somewhere around like oh I don't know, eight, I guess the guitar solo kind of came back and now it's, it, it's getting to that plasticky late eighties thing again. I'm like wondering what's going to happen next. <laughs> Is the whole thing going to collapse under its own weight again? Yeah. I, I can't even, I, I can't keep, I, I've, I try to listen to, to like newer stuff. Like I, and I guess I get kind of, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I quickly switch. Like I was like, ah, back to, you know, listen to the same shit I've always listened to. Yeah, me too. Like, well, and it's like a lot of music. It's it can start to become like TV static. It just if yeah. if you over if you're in the middle of it, like you are, you're constantly having to check out new bands, like we do. It, it can kind of be like eventually, you're like, all right, I'm taking two days. <laughs> I ain't listening to shit. I ain't playing my guitar. I'm gonna clear the palate a little bit. I actually, I was because after we did the show yesterday, like I I was driving my car up here today, and I and I've got about halfway, and I'm like. I'm not listening to anything. Like I have nothing going on on the radio. I'm just driving, just waking up. So <laughs> nice to be quiet. <laughs> but yeah, it gets to that, you know, eventually. Cause I, I have to do that. Cause I'm worried. I'll hear a band that has a spark and mm-hmm. I'm so used to just the, the, the yeah. static that I'll miss that. And so like every now and then I got to take a break and just unplug. Yeah. Like, 
Like kind of going back to like the the whole like the new metal thing. Like Slip, like because Slipknot was was Slipknot was like my kiss. Yeah, like they were like yeah. that was you know what was like big to me. Like when I was little, little, and yeah. I got to I think I got to meet I got to meet three of the members, and they were they were really a little meet and greet thing, and they, it was really cool. So like it was it was one of those things. Like I was at the at that show specifically, I was uh, handing out flyers and everything, and then. Uh, Mark had actually offered me to, uh, he's like, hey, you want to go meet someone? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I fucking threw the flyers aside. I was like, <laughs> sure. So, yeah, they were they were really, uh, they've been one of my, my, my favorite bands. But, like, I, I know there's other music out there. So, like, I, I want to, you know, listen to, you know, like 80s music, 70s music. Like, I was listening to uh, David Lee Roth's solo album he had with, uh, I think it was Steve I was on there the oh. other day. <laughs> Yes, yeah. eat them and smile. I'm like, damn Yankees. <laughs> what was the name of the album? <laughs> Does that uh, he did... Yankee Rose? I'm sorry, I got it all uh, fucked up. Yeah, there was Yankee Rose, uh, California Girls. Um, I think there was a, a cover he did, uh, just a gigolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know that. I don't remember the title track, but yeah, there was uh, every now and then. Like, I like to kind of go back and kind of see what was at that time <laughs> well, and david lee roth i think is just as crazy now as an old man as he was then because i mean well this has been a while ago i saw him play the thunderbird casino mm-hmm. maybe a hundred people there and that dude played it like it was a fucking stadium yeah. like he had that big inflatable microphone he rode around i'm like what the fuck yeah i heard, <laughs> I heard he respectively like retired recently yeah yeah, he announced it. I think it was on Joe Rogan or one of them podcast shows, yeah. but one of them dim, damn things there, you know. <laughs> well, as far, uh, uh, so they influenced your playing style, but has anything, uh, any songwriters uh, jumped out or producers that worked on an album that, like, that's what I want my sound to sound like or, or at least pull things from? Uh, like Ross Robinson. He was he's Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, most of the new metal scene he did. Hell, he basically created it. Seemed like Rick Rubin is, is yeah. Another one's pretty. I, I do like it's a lot. They did a lot of albums that I got into. I guess it was one of those things that I it just kind of clinged on. I'm like, oh yeah, I like these guys as like you know producers or anything. So. Well, when it comes to uh, like watching those bands and that type of thing, does it? Um, how do I want to ask this? Um, do you try to, uh, chart, uh, marketing or how you want to proceed off of how some of these bands have done it? Because it seems like the stuff you read about in the, in the stories they print are only the good side of how the business operates. (laughs) You don't get to hear a lot. Honestly, that's one thing Gomez brought up on the last show was he's like, you know, I feel like I should tell some of the negative stories because uh, it's irresponsible for people that are going to want to be in a band and hear this show and not know that you know that the hour you get on stage it takes like 12 16 hours to work towards getting yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's interesting to hear that so it's it's um i don't know really know where i was going with that i think i kind of lost it I took some edibles before y'all came in. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one thing. I was like, man, I don't want to. I like- mean, whenever I when I worked at Live Nation, like we like, we'd get to the venue at like nine or ten in the morning, and we wouldn't leave until about three, four in the morning sometimes. Oof. So I mean, it's it's definitely some long ass days. It's long haul, man. Yeah. What I mean, do you guys? What is it like as far as I guess doing that in Oklahoma City and looking ahead? And then hearing these other stories from these bands that did make it, like, does that? I guess that's what I'm trying it's, to ask. Does that influence you as far as looking towards the future? It, it influences me, but it also kind of confuses me because it's like, it's like, well, it, well, that worked for this band, but it's like this ain't gonna work for us. Right, or, right, but right. Like, so it's like I, I don't know. Like we're we're still kind of you know throwing paint at the wall and <laughs> seeing what what works. But uh, honestly, uh, we've sorry. I, my, my mind gets scattered. Hey, man, but. I just I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> and it's our show. So it's like, hey, knock yourself out. It's all good, man. It's all good. But I, I do think there should be like a like a sort of like strategy going into it. Like, like okay, like you have like a game plan at least to what you're going to do. Yeah. Even if it doesn't like 
succeed the way you you think it should like and it does help having people that help yeah it it really does help. well and understanding that there is a business going on like yeah it it is fun and but i got when when i was young and trying to do it i was just like let's just fucking party man (laughs) yeah it doesn't there's there's no longevity in that so uh (laughs) it's it's good to hear a young guy actually have some some sort of forethought of the future with a band (laughs) because i didn't have it (laughs) i I, I feel like it's like a kind of like like in limbo like like even for like for bands in general now like it's kind of weird to to see like where everything's going like with music is it because of covid or just that shake up of everything between that and just like just even i guess how it, it it eventually started like even before covid like just people were, weren't really like either coming out to shows or they just they wouldn't really support that often. we kind of have this argument too the difference between oklahoma city and tulsa scene is oklahoma city you have to get you you have to go out and pull people to your show you can get them <laughs> but you got to you got to get them yeah, tulsa yeah. it's like what are we doing on a tuesday night oh we're going to go see live music yeah you know and I- but I've heard people even from Tulsa say recently that like that like people are starting to fizzle out there too. Oh, wow. like, as far as coming out to shows and everything, and I've, I've kind of seen it a little bit with the last couple shows there. You know, like, but have, I, it's one of those things. Like I'm, I was, I'm kind of hoping like you know, I was actually kind of hoping like all these shows stopping would would want people to be like you know come out to shows more and yeah. appreciate it more. Like oh shit, like even for like not even. For like local shows, like even like new like big bands now, like the people just don't get excited anymore like they used to. Yeah, well, and it's well, shit, COVID, and then the, recently with Astro World, the festival, um, a lot of people. Yeah, that's terrible, man. Uh, and and I've been in in crowds that I've seen get, we'll say, agitated. Mm-hmm. Nothing kicked off, but just to be in that, mm-hmm. well, you just see it it gets dark you know and it's like i with something like that that's gonna scare people or at least make them think about oh maybe it's not worth that hundred dollars yeah they they think about like oh what what if i was that one person that got crazy you know know, and uh, i don't know like we were just talking about with the amphitheater you know i was over there with shinedown and it it looked appeared very full and then you could still cram another 2400 people in there you know Uh so i don't know man that's that's a terrible thing but i hope i hope people you know Buy the ticket, yeah. Take the ride, go to the show, have a good time. You know, it's still it's still rock and roll at the end of the day. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I will say there was one. uh, uh, We did Rockahoma not too long ago, and that was. I think it like it kept all like I'm kind of like introvert a little bit, and so if I wasn't playing it, I don't know if I would would have gone. But it was interesting to see. All the people that were there, like they were so like everyone was outgoing. Everyone was like we we played like we we had our own little stage there and everything set up. And, you know we had and it it went on till about three four in the morning and people were still there. And there yeah. was still like a giant like good sized crowd. And it's like people were there to like you know relax, have fun, you know not you know worry about work the next day. And I was like, man, this is this is a rarity to see. It's like everyone, yeah. Uh, send me that picture. I'll put that up on our uh, page. Yeah, that was one of those things. Like, man, that is. And this was at a. Uh, this is at a campground stage. This wasn't inside. So it's like people were, were. Yeah, that yeah. was. I love. I love that. Like people were still giddy about wanting to go out to shows. And there was one night we ended up having to cancel. We didn't really know if, what the rain was going to be like. And it was lightning out. It's like hey, you don't want gear up yeah, on stage. Yeah. It's like there's a, there's a risk to this. Yeah, my uh, my friends, they uh, they learned real quick how the whole camping thing works uh, oh, whenever yeah. we did a lot in life. And I uh, and we, me and him were talking and I and I like got assigned to a hotel originally and we were to stay at a hotel. And they were like, well, you know, you could join the campsite with us. So I was like, I'm keeping my hotel. <laughs> and they were like, and I was like, because it's just the other side of the venue. I'll walk out of the venue and I'll be good. And and they were like, are you sure? Like, you know, you hang out. I was like, I'll come over and hang out with you guys. But at the end of the night, I'm going back to my hotel. <laughs> and and they didn't understand that, like, you know, that that you had you to figure out the shower situation. You had yeah. to figure out all that shit in those campgrounds. But the campgrounds are awesome because, like, people are just partying the whole night, like, the yeah. whole time, the whole weekend. We were there for four days. So, like, they were partying for four days. Like, And it was, and it was weird this last year because it, it – it, 
it was like I, I hadn't seen it at Rocklahoma before. Like, like you know, people getting like it wasn't like I mean, you had your your you know your accidents and everything. You know, other people getting into it, fights, whatever. But like, it was really like people were really into it and fun. Like, it was everyone wanted to have fun there. They were just like. And that's what that's what I got the sense of whenever I went out there too. That well, like everybody's kind of over that whole like everybody fighting and stuff. I mean, they yeah. did they did tell Machine Gun Kelly to fuck off and a dude punched him. But you and know, but Turner that, won an award this year. Like what? Again, again, again. They reward bad people for things now. I don't know if you paid attention, it's, but they reward shitty humans with awards now to piss everybody off. That's what they do. That's why That's why that one uh, bitch Carol Baskins is up oh there on, on uh, fucking on Dancing I with mean, the Stars, you know? Like, I, I, I have like, a buddy I went to high school with that does the Vegas Joe. He's the, he's the Joe impersonator on Fremont Street. <laughs> Dude fucking nails it. Bradley Weldon, if you're listening, I'll tag you in this. Dude, I'm like, how did you? That's like an inception role. Like you're a a dude from Oklahoma playing a gay dude from Oklahoma playing a dude from Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma, well, well, well represented. Who the hell wants to play that part? But hey, he kills it, and uh, he's having a hell of a. Uh, I follow him on Facebook and shit. I'm like, this is insanity. He's like, dude, they pay me to do private parties. I go to people's houses. I'm like, hey, man. Hey, 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 hey man, that pays the bills, man. Nice, too, man. I mean, they, right. you want to play awesome. another one? Yeah, let's do another song, um, and then we'll we'll get into the the Buck Cherry gig and how that all came about. Which one do you want to play? Um, you can do uh, uh, fake, fake.
tell us about this Puck Cherry gig coming up because me and my wife, uh, speaking of what are we doing on a Tuesday night? We're going to see live music. That is that was uh, up until COVID. That was our that was our movie, our thing to do. You know, yeah. uh, some people. Go running. Uh, we don't, but <laughs> either <laughs> we go to concerts. So we go running. I, I don't. I don't but go Buck Cherry is one of those bands we've probably seen, if not every time they've been through Oklahoma since about 2006. I mean, we've barely missed a show. Mm-hmm. We just love them because they. I mean, yeah, they're cock rock, but they're good at it, and they yeah. put on a hell of a good show. So I'll go see them. Yeah, that's just the bottom line. And uh, so, how did you guys get 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 into this uh, gig? We had done. I think we had done a show with. Uh, Buck Cherry show last year. Uh, I guess it was 2019. I was there. Y'all played that gig? Yeah, the the Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, you, hell. I think we. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you may have missed this. Well, we <laughs> fuck me, man. <laughs> I'm a rude host here. <laughs> no. Like, only like we're, you know they'll, they'll have us kind of open up the show, so it's like we expect like you know not like there was a decent crowd there. Yeah. Like. We, you know, in the beginning, but we don't expect it to be you know full by the time it opens up. So uh, it was. Uh, they had we'd gotten offered by uh, owners of Diamond to do the show. We're like, yeah, sure. So it was like it was it was awesome to go play a show again with Buck Cherry. Hell yeah, man! Uh, it's on the 29th, I believe, January. Yeah, here it is, right here, the 12th. The twelfth. Wow, <laughs> yeah. you were Ooh, almost a month off. <laughs> yeah, you're off like by like fifteen days. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You think it'd be a little? You think it'd be a lot better than that? <laughs> Honestly, I've I've got to meet Josh Todd, and I got to meet. Uh, oh fuck! Now I'm gonna draw a blank on the other guitar player before we let. Not Stevie D, the other guy, the white guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I I got to meet him and talk to them, and uh, but. Uh, Josh Todd, honestly, for a guy that looks like he'd be a punk rock kind of asshole, he's probably one of the most nicest dudes that <laughs> ever had time to do a meet and greet with me. Anyways, so I I, I love those guys. It's gonna be really cool to go see them. Thank you for bringing the tickets, man. I'm oh probably. sorry, no. it was <laughs> got the plug wrong. <laughs> no, no, we'll get it. It's January twelfth, everybody. Twelfth, twenty twenty two. I wrote down twenty twenty one. So fuck me, right? It's weird saying twenty twenty two. I of mean, course, I said that when it was 2020. I was like, oh, it's 2020 now. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. Here we go, guys. If y'all want to, uh, well, I guess we'll have to come up with something to have the giveaway, some kind of tournament or contest or, I don't know, maybe just give them away. Call in. <laughs> call in. We'll have a call in. <laughs> Do something. We'll figure something I got a, out. I got a phone thing here, man. Be like, just give the number out, but we'd have to go live. Yeah. Well, I'm going up to see Elizabeth Turner tonight, so. Oh, really? Maybe I'll. Give her a shout. Yeah. Have you gotten a... Do you ever get to see uh, Slovain? Slovain, no. But I've heard uh, I heard of them, but I didn't meet uh, Elizabeth Turner. One of, one of my own... Oh, yeah. uh, we used to have a, a bandmate who was with us. His, his dad was in uh, Slovain, and uh, that's how I, we kind of got introduced to... Yeah. Yeah, we, we did a little... We did a little uh, out... Little... It's like a private show... With Slovain, it was really, it was really cool. She's, uh, she's talented, man. Yeah, man, she gets up there and rocks it. Just she played a gig in our living room, and I was like, <clears throat> this isn't gonna work because it was all ambient. You know, it's big open, you know, reverb like a cathedral. And I'm like, this isn't gonna work. And Chad Carr came out, and he's like, oh, I got it, man. I got this thing, this box. It's just plug it in. It'll do all the work for you. Okay, <laughs> he wasn't lying. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he did more than just plug it in. It's Chad, yeah. but uh, it, I mean, but he made it sound like it was a studio quality. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but uh, awesome. yeah, I'm, she's putting on a gig over tonight at the Belle Isle, and I've been meaning to go talk to her because we're supposed to have a songwriting session, and um, I never had had a chance to get all way up on the north side to holler at her. So I'll be up there tonight, see what happens. So. <laughs> I don't know. I might. Uh, I guess we could tag her on this, but it'll be after the gigs tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Elizabeth Turner though, and her band um, playing tonight at Bell Isle. If y'all feel froggy, leap. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what do we want to do? Do we want to play one more and then get out of here? Or you guys got any more promo you want to do? You got anything upcoming beyond the Buck Cherry gig? Man, we uh, uh, Anti Mortem just had a. Uh, we just had an album out come out recently and uh long pig we're getting ready uh we're a couple more sessions and then we we should be we should be uh so sign our lies we're gonna get ready uh we're, we're actually 
in the middle of just trying to write. We're, we're just trying to get um, some new stuff that way. Just jamming, or are you actually trying to like maybe do an album, or oh just yeah, we're gonna, seeing where it's going to go. We're we're wanting to get an album, but okay. yeah, right now we're just we're kind of you know we're filling each other out some more, sure. just trying to jam, just trying to see where it goes. And uh, we've got a couple couple new ones already, but we they still need some work, and we're getting ready to record. And also after this Buck Cherry show, uh, get ready for March for the tour we go. And then, uh, as far as Long Pig, we're in the we're in the middle of uh, we're in we're in limbo with Long Pig. We're we're making the album right now, but it's, t- it's taking a while. But it's it's almost done. It's a couple more sessions, and then we sh- we should be finished with it. Um, and then we're gonna figure out what I guess they're gonna figure out what the game plan is if they want to change the name or if they uh, what 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 all they want to do if they mm-hmm. want to keep going, keep doing shows or so. It's it's been. Uh, it's been kind of a—I don't mean like confusing in a bad way. We're just—we're just trying to figure out how, how that's going to go. Yeah, you know? and, and you know, it seems like the Oklahoma artists, or even just the local artists in general, has that same kind of plight. Like, they're, most of them are working in multiple bands. Yeah, and constantly and it, trying to find so the find the niche, find the right chemistry. You know. Yeah, and and you know, with with the you know the drummers passing, we're we're trying to uh, just adjust. Yeah. Really, you yeah. Know? Um, and then as far as uh, anti mortem, we're we're kind of we had an album out. Um, uh, I think we're gonna start getting busy back in. Uh, oh, we're not back in. We're gonna get busy in April. So that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be fun. We're gonna try and at least get like a single out or something. You know, something new. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been it's been fun. You know, the the whole uh the catfish thing was was really good it's just like the the energy dump afterwards oh yeah <laughs> like, oh, oh i can only imagine man <laughs> <laughs> that was man that was like the funnest show like ever ever getting to it's ever getting to do like we got to watch uh we didn't you know bug them or anything but we got to watch you know stp walk out with their legendary appearance and it, was, it was really cool chris yeah. Daughtry was a lot of people have like their you know paintings about chris Daughtry. i like him cuz i've it's it's more of a childhood thing because you know my my mom used to listen to Chris Daughtry, so it's one of those things. Like, hey, oh, that man. album he put out in oh I guess it was his first one. It was he did a song with Slash on it. It's fucking good, man. Yeah. <laughs> everyone like, like everyone I was talking to like when we told him about like the show, we're like ah, I don't get that Chris I mean, Daughtry. It's pop rock, see. but again, it's like yeah, Buck Cherry. They do a, it well. He's so. a good vocalist. He's yeah. really good. good is good. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> oh, got a little backwash on my well, can there. <laughs> well, uh, Eric, thank you for being in with us, man. I appreciate it. Um, sign a lies. Keep your eyes out for them, guys. They'll be playing a show with Buck Cherry in, uh, on January 12th, 2022, next year. And if you hear yeah. this and you just want to reach out, maybe maybe we can get you tickets. Just maybe. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I have to play that dance monkey dance game. See what we can do here. Yeah. <laughs> Sign a lies. Thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Jonathan, take us out, man. Uh, the local earshot podcast runs on the value for value uh, process. It is time, talent, and treasure. We value everybody's time for listening. Uh, there's many ways that you can give your time. You can go over to our Facebook page like that. Uh, you can find us on pretty much all the platforms now. Uh, we're building uh, YouTube pages and like other stuff. So we're getting all our social accounts out there. Uh, mainly, mainly we, we are building our Instagram. Um, Brad's pretty active on there. So. Uh, and then uh, for talent, if you are in a band, uh, local artist, um, and you want to come on and talk about music, you know, uh, just uh, hit us up. At, my email is john at com, or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and then as for treasure, uh, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go to the local earshot.com slash donate. Uh, and there you will find, um, our links, uh, that we take, uh, cash app, we take Ventmo, and then we also take crypto. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to do that, anything that's, um, $5 or more, we actually read on the air. So if you want to like uh, do a shout out to a band or if you want to like, uh, do a family thing or even a happy birthday or something like that, we'll do that for you. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Love you guys. Love you. Uh, <laughs>